0: welcome back everybody to the roll blob podcast i am coop i'm with cap and andy and today we're going to talk about gas stations shelly and the letter y stay tuned
1: Podcast because no one gives a shit about how Coop and Andy are doing per sources. We are happy to have you here. So let's just jump into the shit. How about that? Boys, Uncle Herb cannot <laughs> get his shit together. And I mean, he was just trying to grab grab a girl in the bar. Like, trying to get yeah. a feel. I mean, Jesus. We're going to get involved on it these
2: days. Good Lord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no sense in getting, like, here's it's 2021. People grab ass now. I
0: thought <laughs> we didn't kink shame.
2: Jesus we don't. Christ. We don't. I, I guess we, we should kink shame if you know, like you're married for like thirty years, um, and I'm sure they have children. If not, then yeah. Uh, if not, then he's got an entire football team that he just became a distraction to. So shame on you, Urban. And honestly, <laughs> what the hell are you doing lying about it? Like, um. <laughs> his, his camera angles yeah. what's the flying fuck so like, honestly what the hell game. is he doing like he's got his fingers like just like trying to shove them up her ass well, like,
0: yeah he, he was going for two
1: <laughs> I did I did rewatch it like six times trying to break down the film like John Madden it was it, it was honestly pretty smooth hand placement if I'm being completely honest <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was like it was like the perfect uh, strategy of like, all right let, just move forward a little bit um, so that way you can get get notice for our drinks, uh, but also, like, kind of put it in between, but, like, but, but, caress but the inside of that, your thigh.
0: But what's that arm doing? That. <laughs> it's just kind of crazy how it all blew up and stuff. So Shelly Meyer, his wife, that very night that he was at Urban's Pint House in Columbus, and she, like, tweets that she's babysitting and uh, – <laughs> like is with the kids and it was like hashtag buddy deserves a night out meaning urban and then like an hour later here come these photos and uh and then (laughs) she's tweeting about ohio sweet corn or whatever that is as urban's being urban and (laughs) that's what she has to live with
2: and honestly my favorite is the um the responds to one of her tweets that said Shelly I'm so sorry and then uh she she's like question it. mark <laughs> and oh yeah and then <laughs> uh then the dude responds just search Urban Meyer on Twitter
1: oh yeah <laughs> imagine that being how you find out like you're at home like babysitting and you just see oh my god and then and wow, then you see I'm him sure babysitting I don't know. But, like, and here's the thing about Urban, too. It came out, what, Friday night. He just lost on Thursday night football to the Bengals to go 0-4 to start his NFL career. Like, after just obviously being a joke for the previous, what, two or three years, like, don't you have better things to do?
2: Honestly. You would think? (laughs) Like, Like, I just, like. It's just not the best look of all time. And you know your Urban Meyer, like, you were one of those famous people in Ohio. And oh yeah, no matter what people are just gonna be taking pictures of you to take pictures of you. There's gonna be a camera on you at all time, especially especially in a Columbus bar. Like why why are you named opening, after
0: you? Yeah.
2: Why are you opening like caressing a young college girl? <laughs> like, everybody <laughs> I mean, I knows don't, you're married. Why? I, don't know it, why? I just don't think it was a
1: very
0: smart move, and I
1: think okay,
2: that's true. That is true. Probably had and, probably had
0: the henny in him. <laughs> That'll do
2: it. And the now, the rubbing I'm between without argument,
1: if that's okay. He's married to a woman named Shelly. I don't know very many cool Shelly's. And she actually seems to be a nice woman. I'm just saying, you know, everything isn't always as it seems. And her name is so Shelley. we right. gotta
2: hear both sides of the story. Correct. Correct. As our, yeah, as, our, sure. as the great Chris Max said, there's two sides to the story.
1: But also, there's <laughs> no way Kelly's surprised by this news. Like, there's no way that it's a surprise.
0: Yeah, probably not. I'm sure uh, there's probably been worse that's not been caught on camera. but Emotionally connected marriage of all time. Probably no, not. But no the, the two funniest things I take away from this is, one, it's all because of Cincinnati. He's in Cincinnati. He drives up to Columbus, stays there. Had they not played the Bengals? One that happened, no issue. Cincinnati caused it. Uh, and if, the the, if city, they had won,
2: then he's probably celebrating with Jacksonville. Probably nights.
0: so. Probably so. But no, the city that we call home caused the, the demise of urban Meyer. Yeah. And then uh, the second thing is that pullover, he was wearing like the light red Ohio state quarter zip or whatever. In Ryan Day's press conference earlier this week, he wore the exact same pullover. That was hysterical. That was 100 percent a troll job. He knows it and just it was perfect. Very subtle, but it was fun. And do you hear that from Marcus (laughs) Walters? That's side scoop. Yes, Marcus. (laughs) Yeah, he goes to all the press conferences. Not bad. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a press pass, but he goes. (laughs) He just gets in. (laughs) Yeah. Just think like think Urban's fingers. Marcus
1: just, gets, Marcus just gets stuff sent to his inbox. He doesn't have to do any more work anymore, honestly. source is mean, just
2: Marcus is just like Urban. He just uses two quick fingers and gets inside. And is, locks.
1: Have you ever seen Marcus Walters' phone? You I think
2: Marcus
3: again?
1: Walters just – have you ever seen Marcus Walters' phone before? I bet his contacts was just like 3,000 contacts all named Source.
0: Source. First Source. <laughs>
1: just – first just <laughs> <her> Source. Yeah. <laughs>
0: From source
1: sources yeah, tell me she's coming home his. for dinner
0: tonight.
2: <laughs> sources what, tell me my Ubers here,
1: <laughs> but uh, good to see uncle Urb stand his own way as he I goes. Mean, and four.
2: Here's, here's how it's probably here's how it probably happened like you know, so he loses the Bengals and he's like, shit, I've never been 0 4 in my life, and these players and fans obviously hate me, they cannot stand me, they're pissed at me right now, so I gotta go somewhere where I'm just eternally loved. It's only two hours away. He just um, shifts up to Columbus and where, you know, he's just universally loved in more ways than one. And then next thing he knows, he finds himself with a, a little blonde in a dump truck room.
1: <laughs> fantastic <laughs> editing, by the way. Not the quality of it, but the idea of it. Absolutely fantastic. You've got a guy for that. I mean, I, I could have done the artwork work on there, but uh, all right, that's awesome. It's all good. Did official graphics for up, but that's beside the point. I'll send my, I'll send my resume later. Um, <laughs> I have to but, say that,
3: that was I, I a think
1: nice,
0: nice thing to see. That was uh, fantastic.
2: I mean, it was the, I think, I think it's more on brand for me to have a shitty Photoshop job. It's just the idea of things. It's like if
1: capable produced something and it was like those clean selects were clean. I wouldn't want it. Like <laughs> I need, I need choppy zigzag hair. Like I'm watching Naruto just because the clean select couldn't <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be uh, couldn't be clean that's what I, that's the kind of artwork i need in my life
2: it's like i mean i don't want the plasma screen tv it's too high definition for me
1: exactly like,
2: exactly i want I, pixels
1: i need the box, box 43 i need the old CentOS jumbotron i don't want the new one yeah um yeah <laughs> you don't loves. want
0: you don't want the hp laserjet pro 360 you want oh. the hp laserjet original version volume 1 <laughs> well said.
2: Well,
1: absolutely said. I, I think to, we can was,
2: all relate to that. <laughs> we, we definitely can.
1: Okay, so I think what's going to be the meat and potatoes of this podcast? That was a nice little appetizer. I would say a buffalo chicken dip. Urban thinks so too. I think so too. I think it's going to be Catholics, convicts.
0: Holy shit!
1: <laughs> you can catho lick my asshole. Um,
0: Looks like Andy just died.
1: Andy just died. So, Coop, we can carry on without him. And I think Andy would have just told the people, you know what? We're a fake powerhouse. We always have been. We always will be. Um, And Rudy is super. I think that's what Andy would have said. So Um, what we would say is some of the most entertaining sports that I've been a part of, it was fun to have something that was fun to live tweet and fun to get into on Twitter for the first time in a while.
0: Yeah, so – I think the best part, like, it was a whole week-long thing. Like, it starts with, like – Did take an extra week to make signs that said UC greater than sign Notre Dame? I mean, it was a big week. and I don't know. There was another one that was, like, beyond stupid. Like, Clifton versus Catholics. Like, okay. It would be like Ohio State playing them and being, like, Columbus versus Catholics. Like, like, it it just starts with a C.
2: Hey, I'm like very something- glad that they passed geography class. They know where Cincinnati University is.
0: I love geography class. <laughs> Geology Desmond Ritter got to go down
2: south to South Bend,
0: so that was cool
2: <laughs> for him. That's very. Like, um, there's nothing like football in the south, man.
0: <laughs> obviously, and they get a win against a big program in the south <laughs> on the road.
2: How many time. people can say that? Not many no. people can say that. And I mean, overall, I mean it was definitely a fun experience and I'm, I'm now Owen two at Notre Dame stadium. So it's a little brutal in my life. Although this, this loss I kind of expected. Um, so I was yeah. kind of just there for it was a, just to be at a, at a good game, watch my favorite team play, get around campus a little bit, enjoy the luxury that being in South bend, Indiana is. Oh my God. Cool. That is just a beautiful, beautiful town. I don't need New York city. Just get me South bend. Gorgeous. There's gas stations that are closed at 9. Um, there's a couple hotels. Um, the gas stations don't sell cold beer, so that's good. Um, mm. So, South Bend, highly recommend. Um, beautiful, beautiful area. Uh, as far as the game, I kind of expected it. Not even going to lie. Notre Dame. Like, Notre Dame's just not that good this year. Especially when uh, you need three like. It's it's a it's a rebuilding year. It always has been. I mean, when you lose four uh, all ACC offensive linemen, uh, and then uh, so we basically we had to uh, rebuild the entire offensive lineman. What? What's the ACC? The American Catholic Conference. Yeah, you're gonna need to add an A and lose a C, in my opinion. It's
0: the and it's the Andy Cap Coop Conference, yeah. but now it's gonna have to be back to like Andy Andy Cap. They know. should, like, honestly enshrine the people that did make the all-ACC teams because they're, like, the
1: only ones to ever be on an all-conference team.
2: Yeah, like, build the statues now. Right. Like, no one in Notre Dame history has done this. Yeah, and, and it's the entire offensive line was all-conference. The first all-conference players ever was the entire offensive line. That so, is- it's it's kind of hard to replace that when you lose four of them. The <laughs> And then being on our um, second, it was our, we were on our third left tackle. And Andy,
1: real quick, do you feel confident saying that you won't have any all ACC offensive line this year?
2: No, I do not. I still think we have a very good chance of being in an all ACC, hmm. having okay, an so all ACC offensive line. 50 50 chance. Yeah. So either I, I, will I, or won't. Yeah, uh, that's, I, I do like those odds. Most, most betting men would agree with that. So I think we might take over the ACC this year. Um, but th- this is the year, I mean, one, one small step back to 11 more steps forward in this conference. <laughs> but, Coop,
1: I don't know about you. I really, really enjoyed watching this game. Obviously, we're not Notre Dame fans. Right. But Also, too, I mean, I was going to get all on board with let's make funny shit about UC winning this game. Let's give them their props. And let's give them their props while we shit on Notre Dame. But,
0: like, they almost did the UC thing and coughed this bitch up. So here's what my experience was. I was in the Smoky Mountains and did not watch a single snap of the game. I'm not going to lie. That's how little it meant to me. But I was keeping track of the score. And honestly, I was indifferent who won. I would have preferred Notre Dame to win because as an Ohio State fan, my only concern all season long is two things, Coastal Carolina being good and of second, Ohio State making the playoff. So I figured Notre Dame's going to lose again. They're going to lose to Virginia Tech. So I'm like, okay, Notre Dame's going to lose again. UC wins out. They might be in the college football playoff. And I can talk uh, for a while on that. But <laughs> the thing about UC is, and I, I was actually talking to a customer at work today, is wearing a running man pullover. And so we exactly. started talking and shitting on uc he's a notre dame fan and uh he's like good... yeah this is the biggest win in program history i'm like yeah it is like other than this it's probably uh the win against pittsburgh in like 2009 or whatever that was Dude, well, off... there we go <laughs> to cap off the undefeated season the tony pike armand bins marty gilliard years but i mean Brian it's Kelly. a regular season you, him too <laughs> It's a regular season win over Notre Dame. Like, if Ohio State, for instance, I mean, they have an equivalent win to that every single year. Like, it, it's not big in the grand scheme of things. It is to UC, but I don't know. It, good for them. It definitely helps their playoff odds. They could definitely become the first group of five uh, school to make the college football playoff other than Notre Dame. And uh, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. They have a tough schedule coming up against Southern Methodist and other directional schools. East Carolina which doesn't exist. I've seen a map. It's not there even are there. A lot
1: We have on this. Andy and I were getting into it before. There are a lot of things, a lot of directions we can go with this. One, it was just fun. And it was just a big like local sports news. Like, I mean, there were people dogging us on Twitter about watching the game. One, I was super sick. I felt like shit. And I was like, I'm sitting on the couch anyway. Honestly,
2: why me. would anybody not watch a top 10 matchup? Nah, yeah, in local
1: shit, it was like a pretty good game too. Like, uh, yeah, like it was a pretty high dissipated game. But it was kind of cool to see it happen, for me, completely honest. And I was in no way rooting for UC. I was just rooting for the funnies, and then obviously I wanted UC to lose, obviously. But like, it was a pretty cool experience. And then I don't like Notre Dame either. Like, I don't dislike them that much, but I don't like them. So it was kind of fun to see them lose too. But it was just really fucking funny, and like, it was cool seeing UC happen. If I'm being completely honest, as much as I didn't want them to win, um, but big win for UC. I mean, you got to give it to them. And I think that their playoff chances are. I think if they went out, they probably make the playoff. I mean, as it I would, right. they
2: control their own destiny, and that's for sure. Um, I mean, they and, don't because they'll
1: lose to whoever they have to play by 40, but, like, they can make their – I think they can make the playoff by winning out. Their schedule is absolutely the, shit.
2: The, they'll be the Notre Dame this year, and they, they, will, um, <laughs> they will win out, very likely, and then have to play Alabama. Then I will say the same thing that I've heard from every fan, college <laughs> football fan on the planet of how your team is frauds and you don't deserve to be there. Ban them from the playoff. They can't compete. And,
1: Nick, congratulations. You're literally UC football. I mean, <laughs> How, how's Cobra knowing that Notre Dame football is essentially UC football?
2: I mean it's when like, you steal when you when you take two of two of their best coaches ever, uh, yeah. then I mean it's it, it's bound to happen. When right. you just build Notre Dame with UC coaches. Go ahead, go ahead take <laughs>
1: Yeah, The new pipeline. Go ahead and take blue pickle. Um, I just got a tweet <laughs> notification. Trayvon is still looking for late night shoppers of a PS5 or Xbox. Uh, just that
0: out.
3: okay. Well, Andy, maybe you could
0: buy a PS5 and then when the new NCAA football game comes out, you can play as Notre Dame against UC and win. <laughs> no, no,
2: I'll, take the, I'll take the Brian Kelly route and on third and 12, run the uh, run your read option quarterback out there to throw the ball. With your bad offensive line, yeah. So, so
1: uh, here's an offline discussion Andy and I were having. This is probably my last little piece on Notre Dame, UC, and I didn't get to dive as many funnies as I wanted to, and that's okay. We were saying, talking about Luke Fickle staying at UC and what it would take. And I don't know Luke Fickle. I don't know what his priorities are. But like, what do you think about? Here was our debate. How long would Luke Fickle have to do everything perfectly for UC to actually have a chance to beat Alabama? Oh, I said good I said God. ten, I said ten years at least of everything going absolutely perfect
0: to even have a fighting chance against Alabama. So, that is a loaded question because I'm thinking about it in terms of how perfect would Ryan Day, for instance, have to do everything at Ohio State to beat Alabama? It'd probably take Ohio State, who gets five stars automatically at every position, it it'd take them at least a couple of years. Like this year, probably not, but they'd have to load up
1: is a hundred light years in front of UC football.
0: Oh, 100%. But yeah, it would, it would take UC and if Saban stays there. Yeah. I'd say at least a decade.
2: Uh, Saban was was already like just bringing in five, just pissing out five stars and yeah, like, he'd be able to go into someone's house and say, I'm going to offer you a scholarship. If you stay three or four years, you'll win a national championship. He'd already have that, and then he just got handed the NIL. Like, if you come here, and then now he can say, You'll win a championship, and before you set foot on the field, you'll have a million dollars in your pocket from Subaru,
0: right? <laughs> and of you course. might lose your car and report it stolen. And then
2: <laughs> another thing,
0: too, with Alabama, like. You take other programs, for instance, and it's like their offensive coordinator is a guy that's been in the program who started as like special teams coordinator and then worked his way up to offensive coordinator. And it's like, yeah, he's good, but it's because he's been grown in that system. Or it's like Alabama's assistant coaches are like, oh, yeah, he used to be the head coach of the Bills. And that guy, yeah, he used to be the head coach of Texas. And it's just like all of these phenomenal coaches. Like Lane Kiffin was like, a special assistant to the head coach and now he's a big time head coach again. but I don't know like maybe that's Urban Meyer's next next landing spot like he'll be a, a special assistant and him and Saban will win like 10 in a row or something maybe,
2: yeah, he's really maybe. gonna love he's really gonna love the southern bells down there
3: <laughs> and they'll love him
1: I'm sure they'll love him but that's my last thing my last little point on this is like the thing about football is like it doesn't really matter like you have no chance. And the game of football, I think, just has so much less variables than. uh And I said that stupidly than basketball. Like in basketball, that Trayvon Blewett team his senior year could have won the national championship if they had gotten hot. Right. There's a real chance. I mean, it's a slim chance, but way more than UC beating Alabama.
0: Like the you know o- what I mean? Like only thing. Team, no way. Yeah. The only thing with football is like upsets happen every now and then, but it's usually in the sense that it it's a trap game, like. Truly in the college football playoff, like there really haven't been upsets, so to speak. Obviously, it's a top four team, so it's not like unbelievable when number four beats number one. But like you can't like build momentum from one game to the next because you're off for a week or in the postseason, off for two weeks. Like you can't just stay hot and keep momentum going whenever you, I don't know, I think that plays into it. But an upset could happen, but. If you, it just like, wouldn't.
1: Between Ohio State or between UC and Alabama, though, it just wouldn't. Like, there's no equalizer to having vastly, vastly superior athletes. Like, in, in basketball, you can have worse athletes and have a Trayvon Blue and have a, have a fighting chance with a three ball. That's an equalizer. The, the, you, Nick Saban can tell you I'm doing a halfback dive all game long, and he's going to get 10 yards of carry. Like, against UC. There's just no fucking way between the, between the trenches you're going to have any chance.
2: Nick, Nick Saban could win a football game, and I'm pretty sure he did against Notre Dame last year. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they did not run a single play in front of the line of scrimmage. It was either screens to Devontae Smith or halfback dives. He had two, two plays in his playbook and gained 762 yards. They did the same thing against the Buckeyes. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, when, when your team is just that good, and you have know, Heisman candidates all over the field, like it's 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 impossible to stop. He can just he just toys toys with them.
3: So oh, that's yeah. what you're
1: talking about 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 him potentially staying because I think there's some benefits of staying. Like he could definitely stay, and it would have to be he wouldn't have to rebuild like a USC for example, which was like our argument, right? But like I don't think there's any real chance of winning a national championship at UC for any any
0: timetable no, in the near future but i don't think there is either but also like i don't know is the expectation a national championship for uc That's exactly like realistically like yeah there's no way no like even as xavier fans like uh, do we tell. realistically expect to win the national championship like honestly no we yes. don't and well right but <laughs> but it's like the it's kind of like the same thing like um the expectation is not to win a national championship there. And Luke Fickle knows that. And he knows like, there'd be a long road ahead to get to that point, but just making the college football playoff for UC would be massive. And I mean, that'd be like us making the final four and I I don't know. It's just, it's really good that they won for the program and stuff like that. And I think it definitely helps pave the way and then moving into the big 12. But I also think, once they get into the Big Twelve, even without their two best teams, it's going to be even tougher to get there because now you you schedule two Power Five teams, and in this case, Indiana, Notre Dame. Who is not actually good, but Indiana was to be actually good. bad.
3: They were they, yeah, bad.
0: They, they're I don't understand why they were ranked to begin the season at all. Honestly, they can't even but spell
1: their own state on their Indiana.
0: Indiana doesn't get much than yeah. that. But now they're in the Big 12, the schedule's going to get harder, inevitably. So,
2: I think you got I Kansas. Mean, I, I don't know. Eventually, Coastal Carolina. <laughs> uh, yep. Then, I mean, BYU, they, they're looking scary good.
3: <laughs> yeah. Dude,
2: I think
1: that's you got true. a topic. I think this is a perfect segue to one of your topics.
2: Yes. Yeah,
0: so, I was kind of thinking, like, obviously, this podcast hates BYU. Have we made it obvious. Reason. And the horny we podcast like, hates BYU. And now, the, and now
1: the Big 12.
0: Yeah, and I think Urban Meyer coaching BYU is something I've, I've thought about a lot. Obviously, I, truthfully, I don't have a clue who BYU's head coach is. have no idea. But if Urban Meyer wanted to go coach BYU, they'd make room. For him. I would love to see him in that environment. Uh, at a university that suspended Brandon Davies just for being a a teenager in college for no good reason. And then Urban comes up with his uh, you know, little tickling hands. I'd love to see it. (laughs) That would be and BYU, of course he'd be like, hey, this is the athletic director from Brigham Young University. And he said, Bring them Young. Okay, yes, I'm in.
1: Correct. I would be way more in on BYU if they didn't have take, take Urban Meyer because that obviously says a certain thing. I would honestly respect BYU a lot more if when they expelled Brandon Davies, if they just expelled like 45 players on the football team. Randomly. Yeah, just just pretty much expel like everyone except for like your kicker and your punter and your long staff.
2: Yeah. Think about this. I wonder what Urban Meyer's reaction would be the first time he sets foot in the um, Salt Lake City bar. <laughs> Where are my like, sluts at? <laughs> like, like, there's a sign that says no touching.
0: Yeah, and oh. plus BYU
2: Cougars, that's
0: kind of the opposite of what he's. It is the most hypocritical for,
2: like. mascot I've ever, ever witnessed. <laughs> I love They're it. They're, they're, they're in <laughs> slut, and they're the Cougars. Like, get they your shit just together. Plan.
1: Yeah, maybe they, it's
2: just that maybe that's the joke. Is BYU the biggest tease on the planet? They may they may the well team. be. I I think I think we might have a case there. There's is might no bigger tease. Yeah.
0: I mean you, yeah, you add all of this and yeah. you're like all you can do is say why. But then you look at BYU's logo and it's a Y.
1: It is it is a
0: Y, I can't confirm. Which stands for
2: young I'm getting creeped out, man. It's all making too much sense. Fucking
1: sluts. So, boys, do we dare have our Xavier basketball rant actually talk sports about the one team that I personally care about? Do we dare?
2: Man, so I say we pull an urban and get into it. Got a boy i'm actually gonna dance around it and
1: uh and kind of discreetly talk about it if that's okay um so i just went on the biggies roundtable podcast with you know it's not that big a deal i don't not try to have myself up well my boy timmy best who has a a podcast called igloo he had a bunch of biggies people on and i kind of went on a fucking rant about steel and i didn't mean to necessarily go on that rant and like people in the pod were like whoa he just fucking attacked his coach but i think i said things that all of us Xavier people would probably agree with. Um, essentially what I said, and obviously in a little bit of passion, but like this has to be, steel has to make the tournament this year. I think it's over.
2: I and I, I, think, I would say round of
3: 32.
1: Yeah. And I would say it needs to be at least a top 25 caliber season to, I think, retain the majority of the fan base. And I don't think those are crazy things to say.
2: I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, there's like this fan base is itching. It has been three brutal brutal years because um, we, we very much – I mean, a lot of the old heads are right. We're very much used to being in the tournament and like and being set up to make runs and not inching our way and, like, having to win two, three games in the Big East tournament in order to even have a chance. Uh, we're, not, we're not used to being in that type of predicament. We're used to being secured by February. Now, granted, a lot of that was in the A-10 and then in the um, final years of Mac. Like, but we were itching to get back to that point. We need to take a step forward instead of hitting a sale stalemate and actually get to the tournament.
1: Yeah. And I think the up? last thing that I said, go, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, it was Andy.
1: Oh, sorry. And I think the last <laughs> thing that I was saying is like, you just literally can't have an excuse to you. like, no. we, there are some valid excuses for every single season. I don't think that three years in a row should be, like you can't make that valid really like it's three years in a row like that yeah, just the, can't the, happen
2: there's some explanations and there are some va- very valid reasons to why that did not happen and why there's uh why there's still plenty of reason to believe uh, that he um he will get it done but this year yeah. there's, re- there's very few things um other than like massive injuries to four different guys that right. will
3: it would have
1: um, to be something off the charts yes and then still it's like even at that point, it's still four years in a row. Yeah. And then this year, you have the depth to where two guys could get hurt, and you should still have a top five. We should be competitive.
2: Roster. We should be competitive in every single game, no matter who's on the floor.
1: This roster—I was talking about it last night with Pat, my girlfriend. This roster is stupid. Like it is honestly a stupid roster. Like there will be turmoil in the locker room out I, on some level because there are at least 11 players that expect to play that are ready to play college basketball and produce honestly on a real roster um, on a high major roster that in two or three of them will get boxed out um there's just no way you can play more than really nine consistently um and Xavier's like 10th man the rotation might be like Ben Stanley or Dwan or uh or Kiki Tandy or Adam Kunkel like it's ridiculous and Ben Stanley and Adam Kunkel were fantastic players at the D1 level, like all conference players at the D1 level. And they might be 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th in the rotation. Uh, this roster is absolutely ridiculous. When you bring back a Paul Scruggs for a fifth year, when you bring back one of the best three-point shooters in the country, Nate Johnson, who was an awesome player last year. And now he's healthy. A, an all-Big East player in Freeman, when you bring back one of the best freshmen I've seen at Xavier and Colby Jones, Duane Odom, a top 50 recruit in his second year. And then all the returning pieces, Kiki, Tandy, Adam Kunkel, Deontay, Miles and you bring in uh, fucking uh, Nunji and Ben Stanley. We always say that in our house, and Ben Stanley. So we always forget <laughs> like forget about Ben Stanley, um, who was a really, really big piece. There is not a valid excuse that can be made if this season does not yeah. at least end in an insolvete tournament berth.
2: Yeah, I, it, it's it's a birth or bust. At, it's, uh, I know most of <laughs> the time, <laughs> uh, uh, time uh, a bust ends uh, in a birth. Yeah, t- typically how that's how science works. Right. But um, this year, I mean, the birth has to come first. So it's an either it's an either or situation here. Yeah. Either either bust outside of or bust in her. And well, said. and yeah, I, I don't I don't understand what that means. I'll, I'll tell you when you're older. Uh, I'll have to call my uncle. Herb. Yeah. So Coop,
1: what are your thoughts? Because I, I didn't mean to raise the, the level and turn the temperature up in here, but I think I did. What is, uh, what is Cooper Ledford thinking in that beautiful brain of his?
0: I definitely agree that he has to make the tournament. But, I mean, at the same time, though, I mean, think about how long Travis Steele has been involved in this program. Like, he, he knows Xavier basketball, I would argue, better than anyone alive right now. Like, seriously. Like, he's just been with the program for so long and has all those connections. Like, he knows the program inside and out. So I think, I think they will make the tournament. They're, they have all the talent in the world. But there's a lot of people who have already wanted to give up on him. But, I mean, I think he is the guy. I think he's the guy that we need. And, obviously, recruiting has been good. It's just – it's not translating to tournament success. But, again, there's been injuries. There's been circumstances preventing that. So I think it's, it's just been a tough situation. Then you have the whole – covid year and everything like that that makes it even tough and then last year too even though the season was a a lot more normal and stuff towards the end i mean there were practices getting canceled programs getting shut down like i don't know it's hard to say but i think this is the year they'll go to the tournament i don't obviously can't predict how far they're going to go or anything like that but i think the expectation like andy said would honestly i think round of 32 sweet 16 is Yeah, probably like a realistic expectation. And I think a Sweet 16, I think, would really rejuvenate like, oh, it'd be huge. Everybody
2: would be back on board, even Mike Saber. Uh, I I think if it's a top 25
1: year, I think if you have a top 25 year in Sweet 16, I think pretty much all sins are forgiven. Like, okay, we're back. Like, that was some bullshit. And we're back. It took some rebuilding,
2: but we're back. Um, Yeah, that's that's pretty much. Uh, how I feel it would go if we if we were to make the Sweet 16. And um, I mean, I think it's very. Like, everybody knows my my feelings on the guy, and how much I truly love him as a <laughs> basketball coach. Um, Who do you love
1: more, Travis Steele or Jason Carter?
2: Oh, I and mean, easily Travis Steele. What about? <laughs> that's not even, that's not even. Ian Book to the equation. Ooh, that, I, I'd still I'd still go um Travis Steele, um, but Ian Book in wow. a close second. I absolutely love that guy. I, I so got into I, I steel, got into a pretty heated argument about him the other day. Carter? What?
1: It's feel book Jason Carter in that order.
2: Yes, in that order. Jesus. Fuck Mary Kill. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's wild. <laughs> that's wild. Uh, uh, so like so I would per- like although if like they did not make the turn, I would completely understand uh I'm moving on and I would be very supportive of the of the program if they decided to go in that direction. Um but I would be heartbroken. So I'd be very, very emotionally sad because I really do like this guy. I I want him to succeed. Um, My
1: my last piece of bullshit, what if they hired Jason Carter to replace
2: him? I think you're really overestimating how much I like Jason Carter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I went went to bat for the guy quite
2: a bit. (laughs) I saw a lot of debates.
1: Um, No, but um, I think you're right. And I I will also say that I think that things will go in the right direction. Like, I strongly believe that this isn't a conversation we even need to be having because I don't think it happens, but I also thought that we'd be dancing. Yeah, years and like, so, here's, so
2: exa- here's exactly where I was going with it. Like uh, everybody, like I would be extremely upset and heartbroken if we were to move on from Travis seal, even though I would understand it after this year, but I'm actually, I'm sitting here very comfortable having this conversation because I'm very confident that uh, he, he gets it done, done this year. We get back to the tournament, we start dancing and I, truly believe we'll get a fairly high seed and set our, um, set ourselves up. Like if, if we get a six seed, we, we set ourselves up to get back to the sweet 16.
0: And yeah, i think I, too looking yeah. at the regular season schedule. There's not like a, a trap of games where they're on the road for like four straight games against the league's toughest teams and setting themselves up for failure towards the end of the season. Like it's honestly like a pretty favorable schedule and the way it's laid out. Like it's that's, good.
2: Especially the big yeah. east portion. Like we get the we get the annual Nova loss out of the way. Um, right. and then we then we bounce back and play Nova again like two, three weeks later. So we get Nova out of the way very, very quickly. And then, I do like that to be honest. Yeah.
1: Because like I don't the, want the Nova game on the road to happen when we need a win.
2: Right. Like we have plenty of time right. to, to bounce back from it. And then so here's a game I was uh I had here's a team I circled on my um on my list of teams all see like all off season like this is a team we're really gonna need to show up against and be in t- um be in midseason form when we play against it, or else they're gonna make it ugly and they thrive when they're ugly and that is Saint John's we get Saint John's like the opposite of when we get Bell Villanova we get Saint John's very much at the end of the big E schedule where we should be in full swing everybody's meshing together we got a rotation down hopefully and uh, everybody every, the offense is ping-ponging around like it should be and defense is all in sync that's what we would need to beat St. John's and we get them in the perfect time R- uh, right right toward the end leading into the Big East tournament and if we if we were to beat a team that's supposed to be a top four in the in the league going into the Big East tournament that's a lot of momentum that we can carry right into that right into Madison Square Garden so the schedule really sets up to have us succeed.
1: And I don't think there's ever been a better season to have to save your season tickets.
2: No, no, there, there really isn't. I should probably invest in some.
1: Honestly, you should. And then just sell one of the, one of the blockbusters, one of the three blockbusters, and then but just make all your make money, your back,
2: money back. Season tickets for free. See, I'm not even like here about the money. Like I want to go to those three games.
1: Well, that makes one of us. Um, Andy, <laughs> I'm definitely here for the money, the, that roll blob money. It's hard. Um, but I guess we'll probably wraps on this by maybe each of us just saying something about the team. It can be specifics or whatever that just isn't obvious. And I guess I'll start. And I think Jerome Hunter is going to compete for almost starter minutes. I don't think he's going to be a starter, but I think he's going to play maybe six, seven minutes can compete for starter level minutes on this roster. I think Jerome Hunter is the fucking
2: man. See a lot of of Malcolm Bernard in that kid. And he's just –
1: he can do everything well. And I mean, he's, and he was a priority recruit for Xavier, but just super long and athletic. And I'm excited to see him and Colby Jones on the floor at the same time. just All the athleticism and size and the versatility they have, but he's a legit knockdown shooter and seeing the things he's doing athletically now that he wasn't able to do because he was injured in Indiana is really, really impressive at a legit six, seven with legit, uh, high major strength and size. So I'm super excited about Jerome Hunter. Um, and I really, really hope this is the year for Kiki. Like, I really, really hope so because he's exactly what we need, like the anti-Dwane Odom skill set uh, as far as shooting. And then I think this is the year that Deontay Miles actually has a role in Xavier basketball.
2: <laughs> I'm definitely gonna need need Deontay to uh, to just it's the mental game with him. He's not always in the right. He's not always position position very well. Like in that that uh um, that video of Jerome Hunter going baseline and dunking over him. If he's simply in the right spot, that is a matchup at the rim that we have all that Xavier fans should dream of. Like, yeah, that is that is a contested that is a contested dunk, whether uh, it's successful or not. It's a highlight because you have a, yeah. a great shot blocker and and a hell of an athlete going up and meeting at the rim. Like that's but Deontay, instead of being square to the baseline and being under the basket, he was he had his back turn. He had to go. More than uh, more than 180. I guess it was more than 90 degrees to recover and um, play help side defense on the baseline because his shoulders were pointed more toward where Steel would be standing rather than uh, the rather than the bit parallel with the baseline where he should be when the ball's in the corner. If he's just yeah. if he fixes something like that, he is going to be an absolute star on the defensive end. Yeah,
1: he's got a lot of potential.
3: And, and his, he, his, and his he, athleticism
2: he, getting getting. Over, over uh, to help over that quickly. Uh, he was just a half second behind because of the positioning, but his athleticism to move laterally that quickly. Oh my God, we oh. got a stud up. We got to stud under there. He's
1: got the tools. Any profound thoughts on the team from you, Andy?
2: Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing Adam Kunkel and uh, seeing how how much he contributes on the offensive end. I think he yeah. and uh, hopefully he and Kiki are kind of like battling for minutes whereas like it's more like a matchup or um, who, who's playing, who had a good week of practice. Um, yeah. There's like kind of, so there, there probably will be some, and in an ideal world, there will be some games where Adam Conkle gets more minutes and some games where um, Kiki gets the, the more, majority of those minutes in the in that role. Because both are below average defenders, but absolutely uh, incredible uh, <clears throat> on the offensive end. Adam Conkle's like, I think Adam Conkle's a legitimate, Three-level scorer. He can finish strong. He's very smart and crafty with the ball. He can facilitate, and the kid is an absolute incredible shooter. Despite what his numbers showed last year, his yeah. shot is so pure. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he, he how he contributes offensively and really um, and really just shows his leadership aspect out there, and can, controls the game when he has the ball, and and literally scores. From everywhere on the court, and opens things up for his teammates. As there's well so as. many X
1: factors on this team. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Like, there are so many guys that, like, there's gonna be guys. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't. I have no fucking earthly idea. Like, I can't pick between Kiki and Conkle. Like, I have no freaking
2: idea. And honestly, that's I a felt, great position to be in, especially after last and year.
1: Who's, and who's the point guard when Dwano on the floor? Is Paul it Krugs. Kiki? I know, but I want him off the ball, man.
2: I, don't I, know. I, I want Kiki's much better off the ball. And I'm also, uh, if I'm being completely honest, Sesame I'm use for on the
1: four minutes of game of let Kiki bring the ball to the floor and do whatever the fuck he wants. If I'm being completely honest. Launch it. Just send it.
0: Why not?
1: Send it into the abyss. So I started blast. Just I'm, I'm, just Go saying. for it. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's let Dwan and the whole roster get four minutes of rest and just let Kiki bring it up and just uh. take seven shots.
2: Honestly, if we want to take, if we need a good old microwave spark, because he can create his own shot pretty well. Like, uh, there was one, one video in that, in that practice that I saw. Uh, I guess in the, in the practice that Xavier MVB the, the stream, as <laughs> uh, they shut that down quickly. Um, <laughs> uh, in, in the um, video that Xavier MVB um posted the other day, yeah. that quick little pump fake to get Paul Scruggs in the an experienced Paul Scruggs in the air, and then one, two dribbles and a quick pull up over Nate Johnson, nothing but nylon that's what we that's something that we need to see from Kiki all year. He was so composed and did not rush even though a defender was coming at him and a, a 6 foot 4 defender that has in b- yeah. big hands and long arms. So, he was not intimidated by that, completely just um, perfect touch right over him. He's he's so much more than just a three point shooter and I think it's time that we that he really shows that off this year.
1: I agree. Cooper Ledford profound thoughts on Xavier University men's basketball.
0: Just watch the body language this year, honestly. I mean, specifically in Kiki Kiki Dandy Dandy. and Zach Fremantle. I mean, so many times over the last couple of years, they checked themselves out of the game. And, I mean, that's not just them. It's everybody. But it always seems like, I don't know, the team starts struggling. They're down by two. And in a blink of an eye, they're down by 14 and the game's over. Just, like, the wind – just comes right out of the sails. And you're in the Navy. So like maybe you could give some pointers how to like get the win back in the sails. But I don't know, just watching that. And especially like you mentioned earlier with position battles and guys that aren't going to be seeing the floor. I think that's going to be like a part-time job for Travis Steele and the rest of the coaches, just managing the personalities, honestly, because any player on the roster, a star of a high school team getting all the minutes highly recruited in a lot of circumstances you come to a big East team you expect to play and then you know if you're only going to be getting on the floor in garbage time then obviously there's going to be some issues that are a result of that so just it'll be interesting to see how the personalities honestly are managed
1: Yeah, that's fair. I can tell you that it is very difficult to get the wind back in the sails on an aircraft carrier. Can't confirm. Um, But also, and then here's my last little piece on this roster. is like, there are four players on this team that I don't know how you take off the floor. And that's Nate Johnson, Paul Scruggs, Zach Freeman, and Colby Jones. Like, on any regular Xavier team, I don't see how any of them play less than 32, 33, 34 minutes a game. And this is the deepest Xavier roster that I can ever remember. So, like, that's going to be weird, too, because, like, as good as Kunkel, Kiki, like, Deontay, like, all these pieces are, Ben Stanley, it's like, how do you, like, honestly, how do you justify taking a healthy and a, a, a rested Paul Scruggs off the floor? You know what I mean? Like, because they can all play more than 32 to 35 quality minutes. Like, those four, and I think also Dwan Odom, like, it's going to be tough to play less than 28 to 30 minutes. Like, how do you take those guys off the floor? Gonna, that's my question, too, because it's almost impossible.
2: And especially, like, with the leadership aspect of Paul Scruggs and Nate Johnson, I mean, they're ready, they're hungry, and Paul Scruggs is really shown wow. just be our glue guy as well as our star. So he's 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 just our leader out there. Really hard to to take him off the floor. Although you got uh, plenty, you got two guards. He's he's much better off the ball, like he like you just said. We got two guards ready and waiting. That that want, that are itching to play. One state like entered the transfer portal and came back expecting expecting to play a little bit. And also we got Zach Fremantle there. You got Ben Stanley on the um uh on the bench and all also a guy that we have not talked about yet Cesar Edwards we have not mentioned Cesar Me Edwards yet in this conversation and he's one of the guys that a lot of people are excited about. He's shown a lot of flashes of being ready for big East ball and what do we do with him? Cause we don't want him to I get just, frustrated.
1: No, I just don't see how he plays and being honest with you. And if he does, there's no way Deontay, Deontay miles, Deontay Johnson. There's yeah. no yeah. way that Deontay miles has a future in the program. If, if Cesar's getting legit minutes this year from being honest.
2: Uh, and that, that and, is a fact I was, I'm I was, I was completely on team redshirt both freshmen. It yeah. sounds like, uh, yeah. Tucker's definitely going to be redshirted, especially with the health issues that he had. And he got um, in late too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and the fact
1: Edwards that
2: Ben Stanley's called the 10th man. Yeah. So it's hard, it's hard for a college freshman
1: to get above the 10th yeah. man
0: if it's Ben Stanley. Kind of a, an epiphany here. So there's a whole new scoreboard and it's massive. And I think the reason for that is there's going to be so many players in any given game. It's going to show the stats. They knew with the scoreboard that they had previously, they could not fit all those names on a single line, like just going top to bottom. They couldn't fit everybody. So they had to get a new scoreboard.
1: That is very true. And I'm more excited for the multiple rows of Xavier text messages that get sent in at halftime
2: if I'm being playoffs. um, Should we make it a point to try to get text messages on every game we're at and see if people can figure out which ones are us? I think that's a new. I think
0: that's a new thing that we're gonna.
2: And I think
1: we have to sign off as Roblox fam. Um,
2: but also, I'm
0: banned. I can't do it anymore. So I'll have to use your phone.
2: And I'll, I'll get an, I'll get another phone for you, too. Use
0: Marcus's phone. True, he'll be there.
3: He has press I think
1: I think that's all that I have without watering it down. But I will say lastly that this is honestly as excited as I've been about a college basketball season since probably Trayvon Blue's senior year, uh, because this. In all, like, in all likelihood should be a really, really fun Xavier basketball season. And I'm hyped for CapEx to actually be able to be cocky because we're good because uh, CapEx has not seen uh, a, a good college basketball season from Xavier basketball. CapEx has not danced yet, uh, and it, it's time for – and now we're 2.0. I mean, the old, the old bullshit's over. Um, Andy's black now, so we should be pretty good.
2: And I, I'm very much excited to go through an entire uh, – Xavier basketball season without worried about the arguments when you get on get in on Twitter afterwards. Um, you so will, you will get the,
1: I'm gonna replay this sound right back, because you will get in arguments on on Xavier Twitter. This
0: year. I'm a new man, new man. I'll create burner accounts just to make it happen for the agenda. <laughs> when
1: Xavier beats Niagara by 22, and we're hearing about Steele, you will be getting in arguments.
0: Um, oh, no, this, this I can't really wait sure to flood the... Niagara's Twitter account with pictures of Paul Scruggs. They'll be like, what? What is going on here? Or Paris uh, State. We I can't wait. Like do Paris State. It's officially time to get
1: excited. I, I can't fucking wait, dude. I actually kind of try to drown out TV basketball in the offseason because it's like it just sucks how much I miss it. But it's officially time to get excited, um, and I'm, this is as excited as I've been for college basketball season in a long, long time.
2: Because this team is fucking good.